welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. My name is Nathan Shula, and I'm your host for today's episode. Be sure to check out our website, www.bridgingchicago.com, to check out our season six episodes, as well as our as our past episodes of the podcast, including the first five seasons. Today, we are so happy to be continuing our partnership with Chicago Cares, a nonprofit organization here in Chicago that is passionate about educating and serving Chicagoans on the resources available to them. Our guest today is Rosie Drumgold, the Chief Program Officer of Chicago Cares. Rosie, thank you so much for joining us today. I have to say that we had the amazing opportunity to to be at the Chicago Cares Leadership Breakfast just a few weeks ago um, from the time of this recording, obviously. That breakfast is always an amazing time for leaders to come together to connect, to not only learn about your organization, but learn about what is happening in Chicago as far as social services and resources that are available. It's just a really good time to get together with people who really care about the city and its people. And so we're always really excited to get to talk to people from Chicago. It's been a great, great partnership. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Um, it's, It's funny because we have gotten to meet with a few different people from Chicago Cares. We work obviously with Ellen Ray, your amazing leader there, um, who just has an appropriate name. She is a ray of sunshine and she really (laughs) is someone who just embodies the mission, I think so well, but also just seems to have a way to communicate what you do to where it's like, oh, how do I, what do I do? Where do I sign up? How do I jump on board? Is that what you get from her as well? Does, does she really kind of set the tone for that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. To your point, Ellen is a ray of sunshine. Yeah. She is um, super inspirational and something that I aspire to. Mm-hmm. I um, I joke all the time. I'm like, I'm just eating Ellen Ray's crumbs. Like whatever <laughs> she tells me to do, I'm gonna go do. Cause yeah. she just is so passionate and it just like comes out of her pores. So yeah, yeah I would 100% agree. Well, I love that when, when you see her work, uh, it, it's, yeah, she leads from the front, but it seems like she seems to be the kind of person who really digs into the work and really, uh, connects with people, all kinds of people, the volunteers, the people in the communities, the leaders in the city. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It seems like Ellen will find a way to connect with you, to as, inspire you, and to make it to where you're like, well, somehow I'm now like in this organization. I'm now on the board. I'm now like <laughs> in it for the long haul. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it's also um, the fact that she really does believe in the mission it's not fake you know what i mean i think that's one of the things that really like attracts people to her it's one of the things that gets people in the door for the organization as well is that we walk the walk we don't just talk Mm. the talk and so you know it's you you just feel that and you know she's not phony you know she's not faking it you know she'll give it to you straight and so people are attracted to to real honesty like that yeah absolutely and she definitely is that kind of person so um, we can see how that has, uh, you know, trickled down to the rest of the organization and and, and its people. Um, I'd love for you to share about your Chicago story. Um, are you from Chicago? If not, how'd you come here? And then how you got connected with Chicago Cares? Yeah. Um, so I am actually, uh, I'm from Oak Park. 
Okay. So I like to say I'm I'm like adjacent. I grew up like city adjacent. Yeah. Um, I grew up on Austin and Chicago Avenue, but like on the Oak, Oak Park, Park side. side. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I've never actually lived in the city proper. Most of my life I've lived in the western suburbs. So either okay. Oak Park, Forest Park, the greater Oak River Forest Park area is what yeah. I call it. Um, and now I'm actually out in Lombard. I just bought a house in Lombard uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have worked uh, in Chicago for a very long time. Um, so just did a lot of different ways. Um, but at Chicago Cares, I've been at Chicago Cares for 13 years. Wow. So (laughs) I'm actually currently the longest serving staff person at the organization, which is wild. Yeah. Um, But I so before I started at Chicago Cares, I worked at the area agency on aging for suburban Cook County age options. And so um, I was in AmeriCorps there and then Mm. I worked there for a little while and really got to be passionate about aging services, working with the aging population, um, working with people who uh, have disabilities, doing disability justice work, mm-hmm. aging justice work. Um, but, you know, 2008, the market yeah. sort of tanked. And so um, I was 25 and laid off. And I was like, Phew, well, at least I got that out of the way, yeah. I guess, yeah. early. Yeah. When you're <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, I don't really have any responsibilities. So I guess this is fine. Um, and then, you know, did some other stuff, but then found this job posting for uh, a coordinator of senior services at this organization. And I was just like, huh, okay, well, it feels like I can continue to do work with seniors, but maybe not in as stressful a situation. Like I can organize volunteer projects. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, I'll I'll apply and I got the job and I was like, I'll do this for a couple years and then I'll figure out what my next move is. And 13 years later, later. (laughs) you're sitting here sharing its story. (laughs) That's so amazing though, because I mean, those are the kind of stories that make you go like, okay, you're where you're supposed to be, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you you know that this um, is the right path for you because uh, especially I feel like these days, people don't stay somewhere where they don't feel passionate and they don't feel um, like they are fulfilled. And I think now more than ever, it's like, okay, on to the next thing. I'll try something else. You know, it's like throwing darts at a board and seeing what sticks. It's like, To have people, I've been at uh, this firm for eight years and I look back and I'm like, man, like the only people who have been here longer are the leadership. And I'm like, it's crazy to think that I've been here this long because it doesn't feel like that. But it really makes you know, like, okay, I'm doing the right thing here. And and I assume that's how you feel as well. Yeah, it's um, it has never, you know, I think I think in this current climate, everything feels a little hard everything feels a little disconnected. Yeah. But like it has always felt like my calling. Mm. Um, It has always felt like I'm meant to be Mm. here. And even in moments where I feel disconnected, like going to serve and going to have a conversation Mm. with somebody who I wouldn't normally get an opportunity to have a conversation with, going to a part of the city that I wouldn't normally go to, um, having an experience, seeing something that I wouldn't, I don't normally get to see in Lombard, Illinois, right? Right. Um, Whenever I have those moments of disconnection, I go and I do service and it's like, okay, all right, it fills my cup. This yeah, is what I'm supposed yeah, to be yeah. doing. I was meant to meet this person. I was meant wow. to do this thing. I was meant to say this thing to this person and have this whatever happen after yeah. it. And so it's those moments of chemistry that's that totally just push the train along for me. Yeah. And working in the social services industry, I mean, it has to be so hard to just be constantly seeing some of the things I'm sure you've seen and to hear the stories that you hear. I mean, just 
having people here in the studio who have worked with these things. I mean, the, the stories are, are, are all over the place, sometimes joyous, sometimes heartbreaking. Um, how do you stay charged? How do you stay motivated um, to work in an industry that is not only so difficult, but also seems to be fighting for every single resource that you can get and then passing those on to the people who need them? I mean, it, it's going to sound a little repetitive, but it is truly those relationships. Mm. It's truly those conversations. And like, um, I, I drive Ellen crazy because I go to these meetings and I meet these people and I'm like, all right, I got this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes, yeah, <laughs> OK, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, OK, <laughs> yeah. but it is because like I, I, you know, it. I hear the amazing stories of these amazing organizations that are doing this work, the stuff yeah. that you don't hear about on the news. You're not going to hear about, you know, um, a violence prevention program happening on the Southwest side, mm. night in the light, right? Like they don't talk about that mm. on the news mm -hmm. a whole lot. You know, they talk about instances of violence, but they don't talk about the work that folks are doing to interrupt that those yeah. instances of violence, right? Um, you don't hear about the really cool urban farming that's happening in Englewood. Yeah. Englewood is actually a booming urban farming yeah. jewel in the city of Chicago. Um, you don't hear about that stuff. You don't hear about anaerobic digesters in Auburn Gresham and how we have the only anaerobic digester in the Midwest, right? Like yeah. you don't hear those stories unless you're actually going out to serve and you're going out to these organizations and you're talking to people and you're hearing the the energy in their voice and the excitement in their voice and it becomes infectious. And so it's like, even when it feels dark, there are glimmers of people still pushing and still doing the work. And it's like, you know what? If you can get up every day and you can make sure that we have an anaerobic digester in Auburn Gresham, geez, I can get up and go answer yeah. this email. <laughs> like, you know, I can go organize this community group. I can go, you know, write this proposal because I want to amplify that. Yeah. We, we've talked to a lot of organizations that work on either side of it where it's prevention or recovery, let's say, where um, you mentioned uh, domestic violence. So it's like, there's a lot of organizations that work to try and prevent domestic violence and a lot of organizations that work to try and treat and to um, heal victims of domestic violence. Um, for Chicago Cares, has, has, is there like one or the other that they lean more towards or how do you kind of decide, okay, this is how we want to approach this. Are we looking at more one way or the other? Or are we just kind of trying to look at the problem as a whole and see what can we do here to help? Um, so I think as Chicago Cares, what we really want to do is we want to expose people. We mm -hmm. want to connect people. Mm -hmm. We want to get people in contact. And so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a yes and, right? Like we don't try to live in like an either or kind of okay. world. Sure. Um, we really just like build these really strong relationships with our community partners. And we ask them like, you know, you know, what's going to move your neighborhood forward? What's mm -hmm. going to move the goals that you all have collectively come up with together? What is going to push that forward? Yeah. And then how, how do we lend volunteer power to that work of change? Right. Like how do we how do we leverage our platform to move things forward? Yeah. Um, and so you know, it, it starts with having those conversations and then curating an experience that's going to set somebody on fire, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how do we get somebody in contact? How do we get somebody exposed to this thing that, like I said, 
they otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity yeah. to get exposed to, right? So whether it's working with young kids on the west side, whether it's, you know, working with seniors on the south side, yeah. whether it's getting your hands into a community garden somewhere, like what is that what is that thing that's gonna spark that that thing in a person that that lighten a person and make them want to like learn more so like we get them in contact and then we want them to ask the question of like why does this exist how do i learn more how do i come back how do i build this relationship with this person with this garden with this organization with this neighborhood and then once people kind of start asking those questions they start building those relationships that means they start to get invested and once you're invested you want to act yeah and so that's the that's when you start like okay then you've got somebody who's donating you've got somebody who's voting differently you've got somebody who's advocating you've got somebody who's organizing with their neighbors right like but it all starts with just getting somebody exposed getting somebody in front of someone and fostering that connection do you find difficulty in that in this city in particular because of its connection to its neighborhoods and, and how people love to say I'm from this neighborhood or that neighborhood? And I'm, I've met people who literally they've been like, I've never been in the north side. I don't know what's up there. Or uh, there are a significant number of people who say, I've never been in the south side. I've heard about it. I don't want to go there. Um, so for a city that's so connected to its neighborhoods and has a history of uh, segregation because of that, does that create some tension or difficulty in that mission specifically? Um, so it's funny that you ask that question because I feel like I'm I make everybody laugh because I'm totally like the girl from the suburbs who like I don't like going north of North Avenue. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, yeah. that's me. Um, I'm the problem. Yeah. But like, um, you know, I I do think though, like we as much as we want folks to go and and visit new neighborhoods, right? We also want folks to feel like there's something in their neighborhood. So like, you know, we focus on the Northwest, the West and the South side of the city because a lot of people don't focus on those areas and people in those communities need something in their community where they can like serve, right? Just like folks on the North side have plenty of opportunities um, where they, can plug in, right? Like we we want folks all over the city to feel like that they can invest in their neighborhoods. Okay. Um, but we also like, again, it's that tension, right? It's like neither, it's either or, it's it's not one thing or the other. Like, I want you to feel like you have something in your neighborhood where you can like be invested in your neighborhood and you can like dig in and really get to know your neighbors. But I also like, as, as a whole Chicago, we are one neighborhood. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a tension where I want you to be able to serve here, but I also want you to go go check it out over there. Mm-hmm. Like you like gardens here? Great. I got a garden on the west side that yeah. you can go check out. Like so then it becomes like a little bit of like a like maybe you get connected to an issue, right? Like maybe it's not necessarily the neighborhood, but maybe you're connected to working with young people. Yeah. So like let me tell you all the places where Play Streets is happening on the south and west side. And so like maybe you follow that or like I have people who really enjoy doing food distribution. And so they do different food pantries. They do a different food pantry every weekend. So like, it's like neither one thing or the other, but you know, I think framing it as like, we're one Chicago, we're all neighbors. It doesn't matter necessarily what neighborhood you come to. I just want you to know that there's beautiful things happening in the city of Chicago. And Chicago is so much more than what we hear on the news. Yeah. And I think also along with that, um, one of the things that I've been, I've tried to be cognizant of is that when you, when I visit these neighborhoods, I'm not trying to take something from them. You know, yes, you're having the experience. You're probably, you may be trying new places to eat or, um, you know, new places to shop, the local places. Um, 
but it's not like you're coming in and you're just taking from that neighborhood. But when you learn about the neighborhood and when you are around the people that are there and when you see the vibrancy of it, it, it kind of fills you with this new love for the city and a new appreciation for a, a neighbor that you would have never met had you taken the time to go to that place and experience that thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, when you were saying, I don't want to take anything away, I actually like want people to take the stories away. Yeah. I, yeah. I want you to take the the narrative shift away. I want you to mm-hmm. take away that really cool thing you brought in that neighborhood. I want you to tell your friends that there's a place in Belmont Cragen where you can buy this really cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I you that's the kind of stuff I want people to take yeah. away. Like, taking something away isn't necessarily a, a negative thing all the time. It's just a matter of, you know, the, the spirit that you're doing yeah. it with. Yeah, and then sharing that with this way. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that you you talked about when you were talking about uh, Chicago Care's mission is um, obviously exposing people to new things. But I one of the things that I really love about Chicago Care's is that it's so intentional as to why it does that. And um, along with that intentionality, I want to talk about this new program that you're running there called Power of Service, um, which is a training program for Chicagoans to think about service differently as more transformational than transactional and as a collective with their neighbors and i think that there's so much power in that hence probably the name i'm guessing (laughs) as i'm realizing that now there's so much power in that because it's like you come to this place where it's like wait this isn't service for me and to meet my needs and to make me feel good about myself but it's way more than that. And, and I'd like for you to share about the this program specifically, what it is, and then what you hope people get from it. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think the first thing with Power of Service is just acknowledging that this is something that we have learned with our community partners and with our stakeholder groups over years, mm-hmm. right? So this isn't like a new concept or anything like that. It's really us sharing our learnings and the successes that we have experienced, yeah. right? And being transparent and sharing those learnings with the with the rest of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's not something, it's not something that I think of as being like just ours. It is literally for everyone, right? It is yeah. something we want to um, share broadly. I think it is also a way for us to influence people to think differently about service, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that it is powerful. I'm glad you had that epiphany. <laughs> I was Yay! like, light bulb. <laughs> Give that person a raise. (laughs) But, um, you know, to your point, I think um, I think a lot of times when people hear the word volunteer, um, they sort of like, I don't know, you sort at least for me, I will use I statements. You know, I I think that when I hear the word word volunteer, you think of like, you know, a cute little old lady doing something at the library. (laughs) Right. Picking up trash in the park. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, I've heard people say like, you know, volunteerism, they don't volunteer a lot because they feel like it's busy work. Yeah. Right. It's not really connected Mm. to anything. And so for us, we really want folks to think of volunteerism differently. We do want to flip the script on volunteerism. And I think people feel like volunteerism is in a certain bucket because it feels transactional. Yeah. Like when I hear somebody say it's busy work, I hear, oh, you you are not connected. <laughs> it feels like busy work to you. That's I mean, it just feels like you're just 
trying to fill air. Yeah. Um, as opposed to you being connected to the mission, you being connected to the why, you being connected to the relationship, right? It's not, service is not about the bookcase you build. It's about the conversations you had yeah. while yeah. you were building the, co- while you were building the bookcase. It's about you asking the question of why we have to build this bookcase in the first place. Um, it's the fact that you're advocating for books to be put into this bookcase, mm-hmm. right? So like what's happening to this bookcase beyond this instance of service. And so that's why I think power of service is so important and it's so important for folks to come and interact with this program because you're going to get a totally different you're going to get a totally different perspective yeah. right we're going to talk about um what transaction and what transformational looks like we're going to talk about why it's important to not act solely or individually but why it's important to act as part of the collective why it's important to be part of the community and to do community driven work right mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the importance of shifting from like charity frameworks to justice and equity frameworks mm-hmm. and what that means and yeah. what that looks like right like oh. it's a it's a really robust program that's meant to get people in service absolutely but get folks to think differently about how they serve and just to you know get their mind right when they go into different communities is this a program that people can do individually or as maybe like a corporate program or like a team program mm-hmm. absolutely so we do it for individuals we do it for companies we do it for nonprofit organizations so mm-hmm. even for folks who are designing volunteer programs right yeah, like yeah, yeah. if we truly want people to have different volunteer experiences right like then us as social impact as social impact sector right like we need to think about like how are we designing service to be differently how are we designing service so that people don't feel like it's busy work but that they feel connected right like how are we talking about charity to justice frameworks how are we talking about our community and what it looks like to be community-led right like yeah so you know no matter where you're coming from to this program we have a we have a um customization for you and to that point it seems like even as a social impact program even as a nonprofit doing work here in chicago it's never like okay we've we've figured it all out we've learned everything there is to learn and now we can just do it seems like you're always learning and and because of that always passing that on to people who want to know need to know maybe against their will uh, but whoever will listen, essentially. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you are. Look, I am always learning. I'm yeah. <laughs> always learning. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I think change is constant. And so being aware and being able to say like, OK, well, maybe I do need to do things a little differently yeah. is important. No matter if you're in the social impact sector, no matter if you're in the corporate sector and like you're, you know, like there could be uh, folks from companies who have really strong corporate social responsibility programs mm. and have really strong ties to the community like but maybe they need a refresh on their program right like maybe they need to attract um their employees in a different way and so this is also an opportunity for them to like you know maybe we dust off our volunteer policy (laughs) and our volunteer book a little bit based on what we learned from the power of service so yeah i think there's um there's always room for learning and i and i love this program because i think I've, i've done it a bunch of times and every time i facilitate it or i sit in a session with someone i i have an epiphany and i have an oh oh yeah okay yeah yeah. are these sessions um ones that 
people can schedule themselves or do you run them every so often? So we run them on a monthly basis. Okay. So you can go to the Chicago Cares org. We have a tab that says power of service um, and we run them on a regular basis. So there is a, there's an opening for organizations, institutions. Mm-hmm. There's also one for individuals. Um, and then we also have information sessions. So if you wanted to like learn a little bit more before you actually like go through the whole oh, okay. training, you could actually do an information session and learn more about it and see if it's something that works for you. But um, we love to do things cohort based at Chicago Cares because yeah. Our community in all the different ways, right? Like we want to build community however yeah. we can. So like it's it's always nice because you will always be doing this with a group, right? Like that you will yeah. always have somebody okay. to do some group learning with, someone to build a relationship with, somebody to bounce ideas off of. So even if you just show up on your own as an individual, there will be people there who you can do all this work alongside. You are gonna make a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like it or not. Like it or not, you're gonna be in community. Yeah. Well, I I love that because. I do like to think that, you know, all of us are in the social impact world because whether you work at a corporation or, or wherever, we all have some level of responsibility. How we see that or how we interact with that may be different. But, you know, I think we all do recognize that we have some level and in some way we need to interact with that. And organizations that allow you to do that, teach you how to do that um, in a way that will work for you, I think is really important. And I and in our interactions with Chicago Cares, that's always been the case where it's not, you know, here's what we're going to do, you know, going into a partnership saying, here's what we'll provide to you. It's going in saying, hey, like, what do you have here? What's missing? How can we help? You know, asking these questions of, of them that I think really create really good partnerships, but also further reaching impact. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think we can't do this alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, and again, like when I take, when I take Ellen, these hairbrain ideas, <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, she's always like, who are you working with? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so the fact that we are always, um, also internally checking each other, right? Like we are always checking ourselves yeah. to make sure that we're being community driven, to make sure that we are actually including our community partners in our decision making. And so it's, you know, rightfully so when I, bring her a harebrained idea. She's like, great, who did you get this from? Mm. Where are you tying this into? How does this ladder up to collective impact? Yeah. Um, and that is always a gut check. I think, you know, in, internally, just a little bit of like sort of our sausage making, we always ask the question of who are we benefiting and who are we harming? Mm. And that's super important, especially when you're doing volunteer work, right? When yeah. you're doing in service, because you know, you can have the best intentions in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you are not being thoughtful, if you're not being intentional, if you're not doing the hard work of making sure that you are collaborating with someone, then you you have a higher instance of harm. You have a yeah. higher ability to do harm. And so, you know, those relationships are, are key. They're literally the heart and soul of what we do. Yeah. And in passing that on, I think, is, is the other piece of that is that you the organization is so good at at saying, hey, uh, intentions are great, but execution is important. And I think your point is really well taken of, um, you know, you can do good, you can do harm, you can do good and harm. Um, and, and what do you want to be about? And, and who do you want to help? In, and how do you, like, do you care about how you do that? Because I think there's a saying something like the road tells pay for good intentions. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I, I think about that and I'm like, it absolutely makes sense because if you're not careful, about how you execute that, then maybe you feel better, 
but but what does that really get you at the end of the day right exactly like has i mean you feel better but the world's not any better so i think we all do want to leave the world a better place i really do yeah like i i don't well i i personally don't know anybody who doesn't want to leave the world a little bit better than they found it and i think there are a lot of really good genuine people who genuinely want to do good um and so we just you know we want to make sure that you actually do that we want to make sure that we help we help people find their cause that we do it in a way that mitigates as much harm as possible yeah that's so good well i'm really excited about this new program power of service i think it's going to be amazing for people and hopefully we'll get to take it and, and go through it either as a team or even if I just go myself. I'm excited Come about on, it. Come on, jump in. You'll yeah, make friends. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I already know one person, so that, that helps out. Um, but I want to thank you so much once again for joining us. Chicago is an amazing program and so we're always happy to have Um, someone from the organization here yeah thanks for inviting us happy to come back anytime absolutely and of course we want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the bridging chicago podcast be sure to visit rosie and her team at www.chicagocares.org or you can find more more ways to connect with them and listen to other episodes of our podcast on our website www.bridgingchicago.com thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of the bridging chicago podcast Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago, as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solutions Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceedings.